Pride Superheroes Podcast. And we are the founders of Pride Superheroes. And today we're here with an episode of 5 in 15. Right, Perry? Yeah. Each topic will get three-minute stops. Burning issues in the LGBTQIA plus world. First topic. Decriminalization of same-sex relations. Okay, Perry. What's going on in the world of decriminalizing same-sex relations? Well... Latest article that I saw was in uh, Gabon, which is a country on the west side of uh, uh, Je- uh, Central Africa. Mm-hmm. And the article was from July 2022. And it says that the country is pulling up efforts to decriminalize same-sex relations between consenting adults, which is a great, uh, great news. Absolutely. And and really follows on the heels of what happened in Botswana, where the case went to the high high courts and they ruled against the government in terms of that the practice was discriminatory and the high courts actually uh, struck it down. So Botswana is on the journey in terms of integrating same sex relations into, you know, its culture as well. Um, Of course, they're not the only part of the world. Um, What else is going on in other parts of the world, Perry? Well, I can speak for Israel because I live here. The law is not against same-sex relations. Uh, We are very open for that. But still, and that is another topic we're going to discuss today, uh, it is not uh, legal to get married here for same-sex couples. Right. And of course, in other parts of the world, Singapore had announced that the repeal of what was actually a colonial law, 477A, I believe it was, um, is being repealed, and they will be culturally allowing same-sex relations legally, but they will not be allowing same-sex marriage, um, at least at this time, that's kind of where they stand. Yeah, and that said, we know a lot of, about a lot of other places around the globe that are not doing that, and that right. same-sex relations between adults um is still illegal and people can get a in prison for that yeah yeah now of course we know places like canada where i used to live the united states um have decriminalized same sex but also places like saint kitts and nevis have um, decriminalized same sex relations so um we are seeing positive movement but we're definitely not there and it's still a fight that needs to continue around the globe yeah, I'm old enough to know how was it here in Israel before uh, same-sex uh, relations were illegit, and that was very, very scary. Yeah. Oops, we well, passed the three minutes for one topic. Let's go to the other one. Next topic, transgender people. Um, well, I'm transgender as part of my identity. I'm a woman with a transgender history because I am post-transition. Um and absolutely, I have seen and experienced this around the globe in the 56 countries that I have been in. Um, I haven't seen it everywhere, but I've certainly seen it. Um, Perry, what's going on from what you've been able to see both in Israel, but what's going on um, in kind of your sphere of the world? Well, in Israel, there was um, 
a very uh, serious uh, event uh, a few weeks ago uh, about a child on the third uh, grade, uh, which was a transgender uh, person. And uh, what happened there is once the uh, parents in the, of the kids in the same class learned about that, they uh, did not allow their kids to go to school anymore. And they arranged a protest against that boy, that poor boy. And that's something that shook the country here. Um, there was like, a, from one hand, that uh, school was a, a religious school. So uh, parents were uh, not expecting to see things like that. And uh, in some parts in Israel, this is, a, I understand, I mean, we can understand that and it is accept acceptable. Yeah. But from the other end, to arrange a protest against uh, a little boy, this is something that really shook the country. What about you, Cynthia? Well, as you know, I mean, being transgender and global experience, um, you know, no, no place is perfect. Um, and certainly that stands for where I live today in the United Kingdom. Um, you know, there's really three major issues that we're dealing with. One is identity, being able to identify yourself. They have a process called gender confirmation um, or the GCS process. I have gone through the process um, and it's a legal process where basically your identity is confirmed. Um, the government did a whole bunch of consultation on um, self-declaration which is not a process that I personally went through. I went through a medically supervised process and um, the government has since backed away from that. The second issue of course is, we're gonna talk about in a moment is conversion therapy. Um, the government is pro banning conversion therapy, but not for the transgender community. Um, and that's the transgender community for all ages. So that continues to end up being a challenge going forward. Um, and there's also the identification within safe spaces for transgender folks, especially transgender women. Um, and there's a whole dialogue going on that really is impacted by what they call the gender critical community here in the UK. They have deeply permeated the government um, or the current government. And really, um, in North America, we would refer to them as TERFs or trans exclusionary radical feminists, not to suggest that everyone is a radical feminist. But the simple fact is, is that they are not including transgender folks within that. I have never seen so many people afraid of the 2% of the population. Um, and that's why simply, to your point, Perry, why we need to take things to the courts. And we need to have, quote, the laws changed and the rules changed so that nationally, depending no matter which government's in power, we actually have a common basis for human rights um, within any nation. Thank you, Cynthia. We are long past the three minutes, but that Sorry. was very important. Yeah. So we move to the next topic. Yes. Conversion therapy. Absolutely. And as I just talked about that, so conversion therapy, for those that don't know, that's the process of trying to change someone of who you perceive they are or they're not behaving as, and to convert them. And this could be through psychological practices, um, religious practices, um, or um, other coercion kinds of practices that seek to change someone's mind, to make them believe that there's somebody that they're not. After they've gone through the excruciating process of identifying, as I said, in the United Kingdom, um, they have come out and said, hey, we will give 
a complete ban on conversion therapy for the LGB plus community, but not the transgender community, unlike places like Canada, where they have done an outright ban on the practice. Um, and of course, this goes back to you know, 1999, when Brazil was the first country to ever ban the practice, you know, followed by places like, you know, um, uh, Taiwan and Argentina and Uruguay in South America. Um, following along, you know, you have countries like Germany, Chile, India, Canada, and um, New Zealand that have already banned it. And I believe Israel is on the path to working on that. Is that correct, Perry? Yeah, sure. Uh, a few weeks ago, I must say that I... I knew about uh, conversion therapy, but I didn't exactly, I mean, I knew the definition. I never knew what happens inside that room where the therapist is working with someone. Mm -hmm. And a few weeks ago, I went to uh, a theater show with my uh, partner and we had the opportunity to see something very real about it. And it was shocking the way the uh, therapist manipulates, tries to manipulate the mindset of uh, the person is uh, just shocking. And I'm so happy that a lot of places around the globe are trying to uh, move it out of the law to say that it's not part of uh, any uh, therapy, any legit therapy, because it really messes with your mind. Yeah, and so I mean, it's great to hear that that's going on in Israel. We know that Ireland, um, the Republic of Ireland is working on it, that Norway, Denmark, and Finland are also working on a complete outright ban. So slowly, we are gaining that protection for transgender individuals and for entire the entire LGBTQ plus community um, of banning conversion therapy against the community. Um, what yeah. about the next topic, Perry? Yeah, so let's move on to the next topic. And this time I would like to uh, share my opinion about this one because it's really tricky for me. Um, bisexual people challenge, I had to read a lot before I, uh, in preparation to this uh, uh, podcast. And uh, I realized that I don't know much about bisexual people. Again, I know about the definition, but I don't really know about the challenges, their challenges. And one of the articles I read was about something that is called the double closet. The double closet that bisexual people need to uh, deal with uh, from one end with, uh, you know, the, uh, the their community, whatever that may be. Um, you know, uh, if you're not a heterosexual, then this is something that you need to explain, need to uh, be afraid of sometimes and so forth. But from the other end, and that is the most surprising part, is from the LGBTQIA plus community itself. Because it seems that people inside uh, the LGBTQIA plus community don't necessarily accept bisexual people. They think it's only a phase that it's something temporary. And th this is something that really shook me as a member uh, of, the, of the gay community. And it's something that I think we should do more about uh, to increase awareness there. What do you think about that, Cynthia? Um, I absolutely agree with you, Perry. And I think that's one of the important reasons we included it. You know, there's really three core communities to me that are at a really struggling phase. Um, they've got their own battles ahead. 
But, you know, um, today we wanted to highlight the bisexual community. You know, they they encounter so much from within community, but also society at large. Again, you talked about the phase aspect. The other aspect is, well, when they're with, quote, someone of the opposite sex, then they're, quote, in a straight relationship. And it's like, well, you know, how do you kind of fluid? It's like, no, you're bis bisexual. And that's what people don't get is they're bisexual, period. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the partner is, who they're with. They're bisexual. Um, and, you know, I I have have had interactions with folks who were very strong, positively on the opinion of bisexual people. And, you know, we were kind of getting into this word debate of, well, is it pansexual? Is it bisexual? You know, it doesn't matter. It's their word because it's identifying themselves. And, you know, I always say that someone's identity is not who we say it is. It's who they say they are. And this is a case in point where bisexual members of the community, they're bisexual, period. End of story. It doesn't matter who the partner is that they're with. And we just need to respect that. But they are definitely, as far as I'm concerned, included in the part of the community. And they're an important part of the community. And in fact, they could be the largest hidden part of the LGBTQ plus community um, because on my experiences, there are so many people that are exploring their bisexual identity, but there's so much stigma they have yet to come out. So anyways, okay. that's our that's our three minutes. Yeah. So that was the sound of the, the three minutes. And we go to the next topic, marriage rights. Well, I'm not an example, I think. I mean, me and my spouse are uh, 13 years together this last September. And Congratulations. Thank you. And we never got married. Okay. That said, we do are we do have a legal uh, agreements uh, that uh, that establish our relationship uh, in in court or in any other official uh, places. Mm -hmm. um, we and, and it's a question that I always ask myself. Uh, if we had the chance to get married, would we? Uh, but you know what? It doesn't matter because we should have the right to do that. And currently, we there are a lot of places around the globe yeah. that don't have that uh, same sex don't have the right to get married. If I want to get married with my partner who I love so much, I need to go abroad and and try to find a place that will marry us. Uh, why can't our country do that for us? Yeah. This is like a basic uh, right that we should have. And mm -hmm. nonetheless, uh, and it doesn't matter if we want to get married or, or not. The right should be out there. What do you think? You know what? Love is love. And it doesn't really matter um, the partners that are involved. Love is love. And if they feel that they want to get married, they should absolutely have the right. Um, that is, quote, when I thought I was straight and so forth, I had a very different point of view and opinion. And it really took me to see the community and to see love and love is is act, in action in order to truly embrace it. But, you know, the real challenge here is, of course, that, um, you know, marital rights, while it's established in many places, even in North America, it is dramatically under attack. And we're hearing about it, um, probably not making the headline of the news in your country where you might be if you're viewing this but the reality is is that you need to check into it because even if the rights are established 
they are under attack and there are many people who are trying to move um under the kind of behind the scenes in order to move to reverse that trend and actually have it removed from law and uh, so we need to keep fighting to not only protect the marital rights that have been established, but continue to develop, like we talked about, Singapore's removing the barrier to same-sex relationships, but they're keeping up a barrier to marital rights. And we need to keep after that evolution as both communities and societies evolve. We need to ensure that they're following suit um, and reflecting the ability for all members of a society to participate and have something such as marital rights. So that's our three minutes. Yeah, these are, uh, we concluded all the topics we wanted, but uh, let's uh, summarize it and say that uh, five burning topics uh, that are simply to, you know, try and create more equality for other people, uh, for people who might be a little different, but they are still people. We are all people, we are all different, we are, we are all unique in our ways. Um, and all of these five burning topics talk about equality. Yeah, absolutely, Perry, so beautifully said. Um, to our audience out there, hey folks, if you love this post, drop us a heart um, or a like, let us know that you really enjoyed this post. Uh, don't forget to follow and subscribe. Um, to us. And if you do have any questions or there's a burning issue you would love us to talk about in a future 5 and 15, please go ahead and drop that in the comments. And while we're not going to engage in the dialogue there, we will certainly consider it for our future 5 and 15. Um, there's certainly not a shortage of things for us to be talking about. So from me, thank you. From Perry. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs>